0: Welcome to the Legacy of Legends, a Dynasty podcast. Join the Legacy of Legends team as we talk about the ins and outs of fantasy football, specifically from a Dynasty perspective. Our purpose is to help you make the moves to leave your mark and establish a legacy in your Dynasty League. And welcome. My name is BJ Kent. And guys, it is NFL season eve right now. Uh, I'm pumped. You're pumped listening to this. We are just a couple of hours away from the NFL season kickoff between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Detroit Lions. And so the time has finally come. And so I want to take this opportunity welcome in my one and only co-host, Stephen Debo Deaton. What's up, Stephen? What's going on, man? How are you? Doing good, dude. Uh, I actually was running a fever about three hours ago, so this is going to be like the Michael Jordan flu game, okay? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know, man. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm rooting for you here. I'm rooting for you here.
0: So. I appreciate that, man. If you just hear me throwing up my guts or anything, you just keep this thing rolling. I'll right? take.
1: I'll keep it rolling, baby. <laughs> I
0: appreciate that. Well, Stephen, man, we're here, dude. Uh, had what well, seemed to be a long, long off season, and we have finally made it to opening week, man. And I'm I'm excited. How how are you holding up, Stephen?
1: I'm pretty excited, man. I've I've kind of I've really kicked it into another gear in a few of my leagues. Uh, just trying to. You know, over the past two weeks, really, a week, I've really been uh, just really evaluating my teams and trying to see where I'm going to be and uh, made some moves. Uh, B.J., you and I just made a, a big move, uh, a, a, a league-changing move in, in, a, in, a, in a league. Um, and it is fun. It's fun to kind of decide what you want to do. I've told you before, I'm, not a, I'm usually not a guy that's going to wait very long to try to make my moves. I'm not a guy that's going to just – wait, 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 and see where I'm at, you know, week four, week five. I, I really try to make my moves early and
0: mm-hmm. then I just
1: kind of evaluate and then make more moves as fast as I can when the season's here. Yep. Um, but that's just my own strategy. I know a lot of people like to wait and just see. okay, can I get in? Okay. Am I really good? And then they try to go all in. I've kind of said this before. I just feel like sometimes you miss out on the people that are buying or selling yeah. if you wait. So I just, I I, uh, I always, uh try to do that. But I'm excited, man. We're here. Week one tomorrow.
0: A few hours away, like you said. And Steven, just kind of following that up, man. I know uh like like one thing that I've noticed is is that I try not to wait till mid season like you said and being almost out of the playoffs and all that. Uh instead, man, we talked about it last episode, choose your direction. Uh if you want to compete, compete. If you don't want to and you want to reload, rebuild, whatever you want to call it, then do that. But man, don't ride that fence. Uh, that's the worst gray area to be in. It seems like, uh, but Stephen, with week one approaching, man, real quickly, what game are you most excited about in week one?
1: Man, week one for me personally, me being a huge New Orleans Saints fan, have been for a long time. My personal favorite game of this week that I can't wait for is Tennessee at New Orleans in that Superdome. Man, I, I am so excited uh, for the Derek Carr uh era in new orleans we finally i think got a a decent quarterback uh after the the post drew breeze era here um and i'm super excited to see what this what this can what this offense can do um you know and i'm of course the saints defense is always you know up to the task um so i'm excited i'm excited to see what this team can do we're going to have uh Derek carver versus Tannehill, and and both teams have some Pretty fantasy relevant guys, right? You've got Olave coming in, uh, second year. Everybody's saying huge step for Olave. I've seen, I've even seen comparisons of, you know, can he get up there with the Jamar Chase, with the, you know, Justin Jefferson conversation? I've seen those comparisons. So will he take that big step? Michael Thomas coming back, finally healthy. Where is he going to be in everybody's, you know, fold? Is he going to be, you know, uh, just a nice uh, accessory to Olave or is he going to come back? You know, I don't really see him coming back and dominating, but I think he's going to be good. Uh, then you got Jamal Williams, who obviously uh, Alvin Kamara suspended the first three games, but you got the new running back in Jamal Williams coming in. What's he going to look like in this offense? He's the bruiser, right? He always has scored fantasy points um, everywhere he's been. Then Kendra Miller, the rookie. What's he going to do? What's he going to look like? And so this Saints offense has some nice pieces that are fantasy relevant. Um, and then on the Tennessee side, you got Derrick Henry. Is he still going to be the work back horse? Is he going to do it all? You know, from the backfield. You know, we you know us that own him, we kind of hope. So you know, but Father Time's creeping up on Derrick Henry. So we'll see. And then obviously, uh, I saw something the other day that said the the worst kept secret in Tennessee is that Tannehill and D Hop have really developed a very very good connection. Um, and so, going to be very interesting to see. You know, what's D Hop going to be able to do with Tannehill? Is he gonna, you know, is he gonna get Lattimore all day Sunday? It's going to be fun for me to watch, BJ. I'm really excited about it.
0: Absolutely, man. i tell you what, one thing I'm excited about with New Orleans, me not being a fan, is, dude, I'm ready for these first three games to pass by super quick, so that way Kamara can be back on that field, man. Uh, I think he has been undervalued in fantasy, and if we have a healthy Kamara inside of this system, uh, I'm excited for it. I really am. Uh, Steven, the game that I'm looking forward to the most, man, uh, I was just looking through the list of the games, and Uh, This one game stuck out to me. It's Miami at Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, We got the classic Tua versus Herbert. I think I believe they were in the same draft class, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, We've got the Miami high powered offense with Reek, with Waddle, with uh, I guess Mostert's going to be the starting running back. But then on the flip side of it, man, you got Justin Herbert and that new offense with Kellen Moore, not Mind. I want to throw that out there. Uh, with Keenan Allen, who I'm expecting big things from this year, as well as Mike Williams and the rookie Quentin Johnston. And so I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think it's going to be a pass-heavy game, which I am a sucker for. Uh, And so that's the one that I'm going to have my eyes on come Sunday. Uh, Steven, next question, man, before we jump into this episode, what rookie are you most excited to watch this year in week one?
1: Oh, man, for me, I looked at this question, BJ, when you sent me out the show, Doc, and I thought, what rookie am I really excited about? And uh, you've got yours. I'm going to let you give yours. Very good one, obviously. Um, But for me, when I got to thinking about it, man, I'm excited about all of these rookie quarterbacks. And by all of them, I'm really thinking about these top three, right? I'm thinking about Anthony Richardson. I'm thinking about Stroud. And I'm thinking about Bryce Young. All three of who are going to be starting week one for these teams that have came in and basically said, look, you're trying to be our guy. We want you to be our franchise quarterback. That's what they're telling all these rookie quarterbacks. And so for me, all three of these rookies, I'm super excited to watch this year. And I feel like this is a changing of the guard, right? I mean, you got these old heads that have kind of, they're kind of filtering out little by little, but man, three brand new rookie quarterbacks coming in. And then of course we all know there's, there's obviously some more, uh, you know, like your Burrows and your Jalen Hurts and mm-hmm. obviously Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, the, there's Those guys are now kind of becoming the vets, right? And then yeah. your your real older heads, like you know, Aaron Rodgers, he's one of the only ones left of the of the, you know, of what you feel like is the old quarterback. Um, and so, man, I'm really excited about these rookie quarterbacks. And this is this a changing of the guard with these quarterbacks? And I'm excited to see, and I'm anxious to see how good these quarterbacks can be, and if this new athletic running quarterback is really what's going to be here to stay in the NFL from here on out.
0: Absolutely, man. I know for me, I think my quarterback rankings for the 2023-2024 season uh, pretty much locked in top five, I think. Uh, The five of Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Hertz, Herbert, you know, all of those, they're pretty solid in my opinion and pretty locked in. But I think these rookies can make a jump in this season, man. Uh, Anthony Richardson's already on the verge of being top ten, top eight, you know. Uh, in some rankings. And I think if he comes out and if he doesn't struggle, like could very easily happen, uh, I think if he comes out and actually shows some athleticism and shows some good performance, I think he could very easily sneak in uh, right up there along that 6 7 range, if I'm honest with you, Stephen. Uh, yep. The rookie that I'm excited about, man, is the Dynasty RB1, Bijan Robinson. Uh, this guy has been the top prospect, the consensus 101 in rookie drafts forever. And he plays this week against the Carolina Panthers. And I am excited to see Bijan in action. Uh, he's in Arthur Smith's uh, system there in Atlanta. Uh, very, very run-heavy system. Uh, they're actually saying that he's going to be peppered with targets as well. I heard that report come out this week. Uh, I'm just excited to see what the man's capable capable of in the NFL. We saw him dominate in college. I want to see it transition over. And I think it very, very easily will Uh, so, Stephen, that's going to be it for the introduction, man. Let's jump into these underdog picks. Let's do it. Uh, each episode throughout the NFL season, you can expect some of our favorite underdog picks for that week. This week, expect no different. In today's episode, we'll be giving you four times the season-long NFL player props, and then also four of the week one NFL player props. And so, Stephen, what we did, we got on Underdog, we looked at these numbers, we looked at the player props on there, and what we did is we basically chose two apiece for season-long and two apiece for week one. Uh, I'm really, really excited about these picks, Stephen. Uh, I think we can actually help our listeners uh, make a little extra money come the NFL season. And so I want to kick this thing off, Stephen.
1: Let's do it.
0: My very first season-long player prop is the one and only Tyreek Hill. And the number that is on his player prop right now is 1,300 and 0.5 receiving yards. And, Stephen, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I'm smashing the over. Uh, Tyreek Hill, I know that, you know, the argument can be made, you know, father time is creeping up on him, yada, 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 whatever, you know. Say what you got to say. I get it. But when I look at Tyreek Hill specifically in this McDaniel offense, last year, Stephen, in 2022, playing with the Dolphins, I understand he had a fantastic year. Fantastic year. Wide receiver one, wide receiver two, whatever it was. He finished the season with 1,710 receiving yards. Before that, with the Kansas City Chiefs, he had around 1,200, almost 1,300 a couple of seasons. He broke it one year in 2018 with 1,400 receiving yards. But my thing is, man, is I think Tyreek Hill is coming right back this season with a better connection with Tua another year. I remember there was one thing that said last year that Tyreek Hill, I think there was a report that said that he didn't really even know the playbook, You know that he didn't watch film and he he didn't study the cornerbacks. Instead, he just played Madden against the cornerbacks. I think Reek has that internal goal. I've heard it stated time and time again. He wants to hit that 2,000 receiving yard mark. Do I think that can happen? Who knows? That's, that's, a, that's a massive reach. Can he smash the 1,300 receiving yards in this offense if we have a healthy Tua? 1,000%. I mean, is Miami going to run the ball with Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson and Devon A-Chain? No. You know, I mean, yeah, they'll get some touches and stuff like that, but you don't see Dalvin cook there. Right. Instead you have the pass heavy offense. You have Tyreek who is going to use his speed in this system. And I think that he can break this 1300 receiving yard mark. What's your thoughts, Steven?
1: Man, BJ, I, I I like it. Um, I think it's a big number, right? I think it's a huge number. Um, you just you just said it. He's only done it twice in his career. Uh, once he broke it in tw- 2018 with 1,479, and then uh, obviously last year, like you said, with 1,700 yards. Do I think it can happen again? I think it absolutely can happen again. I think he's going to have to uh, – you know, he's going to have to ball out. He's going to have to have – uh, the same type of year that he just had and he's going to have to stay healthy first and foremost absolutely but i do think if those two things if three things happen that i do think is a, it's a great chance that he breaks this um but um you know I, as far as that goes i think i think his health is going to be his father time creeping up yeah but i still think he's elite i still think he's going to be elite um so i think i think uh i think i like this prop a lot and i think if he stays healthy he'll probably hit it um all right so going in to my first season-long player prop here, um, BJ, I'm going with your most exciting rookie this year, Bijan Robinson, um, and I'm going with his over 1100.5 rushing yards. And BJ, I say this because uh, when we was doing the sh- when I was doing the show, Doc, and I saw you had had picked Bijan B. Robinson, I thought. Let me, let me just do a little looking on Bijan. I want to see why BJ's kind of excited. Of course, we all know he's, you know like you said, Dynasty RB1. Uh, I wanted to see you know what they had to say about him and what his year looks like it's going to consist of. BJ, it looks like his year is going to consist of bell cow back usage. Absolutely. Um, it looks like he's going to run the ball. It looks like he's going to catch the ball. It looks like he's going to get the goal line work. It looks like he's going to get the first, second down, and third down work. It looks like he's going to get all the work, B.J. And 1,100 yards for a bell cow back, as much as they're probably going to be running the football and trying to control the clock and trying to ease Desmond Ritter into things, Ritter's not going to go out there and throw that thing 50 times a game. It's not going to happen. B. John Robinson's going to be running the ball 20 times a game. That's what's going to happen. And so BJ, I really liked this season-long prop once I kind of got into it and started looking at it. Bijan Robinson, season-long prop right now at over 1,100.5 rushing yards. That's where I've got him at.
0: I love this take, Steven. Uh, I'm going to read you a player stats from last year, and I want you to guess who this player is, okay? 2022, this player played in 16 games. They had 210 carries for a total of 1,035 yards. Right under that 1100 mark, right? Guess who that player was?
1: Who's that?
0: Tyler Algier. Algier. (laughs) If you can tell me that Tyler Algier can rush for a thousand yards behind that Aletta Falcons team, a fifth round draft pick, mind you, okay, can rush for a thousand yards, then. Absolutely, man. I'm smashing the 1,100 with Bijan. Mm-hmm. You I know? think so, too. Yep. And uh, that, that's my thing, man. I do expect an uptick in this offense, hopefully. <laughs> you know, that would be fantastic if we could see Drake London get some targets and stuff. But they're going to be a run first team, you know. Uh, that's how Arthur Smith was in Tennessee. That's how he's going to be in Atlanta. That's just how it is. And so I love this take, Steven. I think this is one you can cash out pretty easily, man. I think um, that's true. My next one, Keenan Allen, over 875 and a half receiving yards. I said it last week, man. Y'all heard my rant. I am in love this year with Keenan Allen. I love his value. I think that he is fantastic. And I think that he is going to have a great, great age 31 season. Okay, I know this. You can say what you want to about that. But my thing is, Stephen, this line right here, 875 receiving yards. The man missed seven games last year, Stephen, and put up 752 receiving yards. Mm-hmm. You know? And so I think, honestly, what this hinges on, what both of my picks hinge on, is player health. If Keenan Allen can stay on the field, then he's going to hit this number. You know? I mean, heck, if the dude plays nine, ten games, he should be able to hit this number. You know what I mean? Right. And so with it, I think uh, picking this, man, if I can bank on Keenan Allen – playing just 10 games and hitting this, then I'm all in. Uh, Just to kind of give you a rundown, Stephen, last year he missed this number. He only had 66 receptions, 752 yards. Like I said, he missed seven games. The last time that he missed this stat line, Stephen, was 2016, where he had six receptions. Okay, He had an injury that year. Ever since then, he's been hitting 1,300, 1,100, 1,100, 992, 1,100. This is a smash in my opinion, dude. I like this offense. I like this player. I'm I'm hitting the over on this.
1: Yeah. I you know, we talked about it last week, BJ, and I'm not going to keep on and reiterate here what we talked about last week. Keenan Allen's going to ball out if he stays healthy. He's the wide receiver yeah. one in that offense. He's got other weapons around him where he's not going to be uh he's not going to be blanketed by two and three uh backs and you know, this and that. He's got Mike Williams on the edge, maybe uh quinston johnson if he comes in and obviously austin eckler there's weapons there to protect him and i love this i love this line and i'm just going to leave it as simple as bj if he stays healthy he's going to hit it and that's just as simple as it gets um bj my last season long player prop here um is none other than my boy that we've already actually talked about chris Olave with the new orleans saints now chris Olave, in my opinion bj is the wide receiver one in New Orleans and I don't think it's close. No, I know Michael Thomas absolutely. is coming back. I get it. I understand that. But man, Chris Olave, for everything I've heard and seen, he had a huge year as a rookie last year, BJ. How many receptions do you think he had last year in New Orleans? Now, now granted, let's go <laughs> ahead and talk about the prop line just a second. And if you've already looked, that's fine too. Okay. <laughs> but the prop line, the prop line this year, BJ, 75 and a half receptions. So he's got to get 76 receptions to go over this. B.J., last year, with Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill at quarterback, the man caught 72 passes for over 1,000 receiving yards. B.J., Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill, who are both obviously backup quarterbacks at best. Mm. B.J., he's got, a, in my opinion, maybe a top-12 quarterback coming in in the league that can throw in the ball, that can throw the deep ball, that has some accuracy. BJ, all he's got to do is catch four more balls than he did last year with Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. And I love those guys. Jameis Winston is a great teammate at this point in his career. He's a team guy. We've seen that. I love what Taysom Hill brings to the table as a you know, as a joker, but he's not a quarterback. And so if you tell me that I can get a live for only 76 catches and I hit the over, I'm smashing that all day long, BJ, smashing it. I'm excited about it.
0: Lock it in, Steven. I love this, man. Lock it in. Lock it Uh, in. I I actually, I like all four of our takes here. I like all four of the season-long player props. This is one that you can actually just, if you do player props on Underdog, which we know a lot of the fantasy community does, man, throw like five bucks on these lines. Yep. And then just ride it out, and like you'll have yep. a nice little return if it ends up hitting at the end of the that's year. That's right, yep. Uh, so I'm excited about this, Even I do agree. Olave is by far the wide receiver one there. Uh, you know, Thomas may end up coming there, taking a couple of targets and stuff, but that's if the man can stay healthy, if he can stay yep. on the field. Uh, right. And not only that, but we haven't seen him in, what, Steve, like two years fully it's healthy? It's
1: been basically – man, it's been two good years. It may be – we may be at three where he's Maybe. just been completely healthy and the Michael Thomas that we all know.
0: And that's the thing, man, he like he very well, very well could get on the field this weekend, Steven, and be washed. We have no idea, you know? Mm-hmm. And But I think at the end of the day, we know what a lot of his talent is, and I think the 75 reception total very, very easily could be hit.
1: I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't say that again. about. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, Thomas yeah. being I hurt my, <laughs> hurt my heart a little bit,
0: like you. Uh, that kind of like it. was
1: a knife. You stuck the knife in, you twisted a little
0: bit right there, man. I know, man. I had him in Dynasty back in 2019, and he was trashed. All right, <laughs> right Stephen, let's take a break real quick before we talk about our week one player props. All right, sounds good, man. All right, listeners, I want to take this time and formally apologize for Michael Thomas. Uh, turns <laughs> out it was the 2020 season when he was trashed. I did have him in 2019. I did win a championship that year, and then 2020 fell off. I still won a championship. That's what being a good dynasty manager's lot. Uh, all right, Stephen, week one player props, man. Tell you what, I'm going to let you go first on this one because I love this pick.
1: All right, man. My week one player prop here. First pick I got, and I, I'm just gonna go ahead and preface, I'm gonna go ahead and say this. Uh, my first, my first, uh, my first two player props of week one are both Thursday night specials. I, I saw both of these, and I really liked both of them. I really just didn't even get into the Sunday games because I liked these so much. Um, but my first one here, man, is Isaiah Pacheco, man, and his rushing total for week one. Is sitting right at 50 and a half rushing yards. Um, And, B.J., I really like the over here, man. Um, Kelsey, uh, you know, is a question mark right now. Uh, He's obviously going to be okay, I think. I think we've all kind of established that. Um, But they might have him on a snap count this week if he plays at all. Uh, They may give him the week off just to kind of get him back where he needs to go and ready for week two. Um, But, man – Pacheco at over 50 and a half rushing yards, I I think he's going to hit it. I'll be honest with you, BJ. I could see him hitting this in the first half. And Mm -hmm. I I, I really like this number this week. Pacheco is the running back there. He is not really the guy that's going to be in receiving. Um, That's going to fall to Jarek McKinnon and maybe maybe CEH. um, Who knows how they're going to really deploy those three. But what we do know and what I think we've seen is Pacheco is at least the guy that they're going to use the most on first and second down. And let's be honest, the Chiefs have a lot of first and second downs as they play uh, the game of football. So, man, I really like Isaiah Pacheco at over 50 and a half rushing yards week one against this Lions defense.
0: Uh, actually, said and I just looked, they bumped the line up to 51 and a half, but I'm still smashing okay. the over. I got you. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'll, what I'll do is I'll kind of keep. Everybody updated on where it's at currently. Yeah. And yeah. then what we'll do as well, we'll actually post all of these on our Twitter page and make sure we share it with my fantasy league as well. Uh, all right, Steven, I love this tape, man. Uh, we'll talk more about Isaiah Pacheco here in just a little bit. All right. Uh, my first player prop for week one that I just have a feeling, Steven, I don't really know what else to call it, man, that it's going to be fantastic is Jamar Chase over 0.5 receiving touchdowns. Basically, the man has to score, okay? They are playing against the Cleveland Browns at Cleveland. And not only that, Stephen, but my thing is, man, we got a healthy Burrow back. He actually just came back to practice this week. And one of the very first things that I saw whenever Burrow came back back into practice this week was about a 40, 50-yard bomb to chase for a touchdown in practice. I get that. It's just practice, whatever. My thing is, man, Chase is a fantastic wide receiver. Um, I think that the Cleveland secondary is, you know, okay. It's not fantastic. But I also think that the Cleveland Browns could very easily struggle. Deshaun Watson could very easily still be getting that rust off because we didn't really see him much in the preseason. Didn't see him much in the regular season last year because of the suspension and all that. But at the end of the day, man, if there's a wide receiver that I'm banking on to score a touchdown, Jamar Chase is right up there with Justin Jefferson, in my opinion. Uh, so I like this line. Um, I'm smashing the over on it, and just kind of, you know, seeing if Chase can do the gritty in the end zone this week.
1: BJ, I, I, I like it, man. I mean, it's the you know arguably the best wide receiver in the league. I think everybody's probably got Jefferson over Chase, um, you know, for the most part. But man, if you're just telling, if you're just saying, well, Jefferson or Chase, well. Obviously, if you if you get Chase, you're you're pretty happy with that too, and you know that connection that Burrow and Chase has. Um, last year, over a thousand yards receiving, and was hurt a lot of the year, and also had nine touchdowns. So I think, man, again, just to go and score a receiving touchdown, I think it's very possible that this happens this week. Um, and I and I like the I like jumping out on a limb week one and just going with your guy Jamar Chase at over just one receiving touchdown. I like it. Absolutely, man. All right, BJ. My last week one player prop here again. I told you it's a Thursday night special um, with me this week, and and I'm going with a rookie here. I'm going with a rookie with the Lions, man, and his name is Jameer Gibbs. His his line uh, for his receptions is three and a half, and I know that's kind of a you know it's it feels kind of like you know for running back maybe a little bit high, um, you know, to know that he's got to have four catches to get the over on this. But, man, the way they've talked about Gibbs, the way they're going to use him, and the way that I think he's going to be utilized being the first-round draft pick, again, four receptions for a guy like Gibbs when you know that's how he's going to be used and the explosiveness that he brings and carries. I think uh, I, I think the lines will probably be down in this game. Mm-hmm. I think they'll probably be coming from behind. Uh, it's the Chiefs, again, on opening night, I just like this line a lot, man. I like Jameer Gibbs over this – three and a half receptions. And I think I think that will play into it. I think them being down and having to try to push the ball down the field in a hurry, whether it be in a two minute offense before halftime or maybe in a, you know, maybe in a, you know, a six minute, you know, fourth quarter trying to get a couple drives in and get down the field quick. I, I like this a lot for Jameer Gibbs to go over over three and a half receptions.
0: Absolutely, man. The over under for the game tomorrow night is actually fifty three points. Uh and so with it, they're expecting a a shootout. You know, and not only that, but you got to look at the target share and the target competition for Jameer Gibbs. Uh, obviously, you have Amon Ross St. Brown, you are expecting Sam Laporta to get some targets tomorrow night. But at the end of the day, man, I think like Steven, I'm be going on a limb here, man. I think Jameer Gibbs is the top 10 running back option this week. Uh, the thing about it is, is that there's a chance that Chris Jones could end up not playing this week for the Kansas City Chiefs, and if that's the case, man, uh I'm telling you, Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery may, may end up surprising people this week. Uh, I will say this, man. Don't sleep on Detroit this week. Uh, I think that uh, Mahomes is still Mahomes. He is still the QB1 by far and never count him out. But, dude, towards the end of the season last year, the lines actually looked pretty decent. And so I'm I'm excited for this game. Uh, I'm excited for this line, Stephen. I would 100% be smashing the over because Jameer Gibbs is a pass specialist out of the backfield. And so yeah, even man. if even if they reduce his workload in week one and just kind of ease him into it, I still think he can hit four receptions pretty easily. Yep. Uh, next, man. Man, Steve, I don't know what it is, dude, but I've been watching Hard Knocks and just finished the last episode not too long ago. And I'm falling in love with Garrett Wilson, man. I think he... <laughs> I think he's going to have a good year this year. And so my week one player prop that I'm smashing the over on is Garrett Wilson over 71 and a half receiving yards. Uh, when I was watching hard knocks, man, one thing. Oh, Steven, timeout, man. The line has actually dropped to 67 and a half.
1: Oh,
0: Yeah. Keep your eyes out on that. Uh, <laughs> my thing is, dude, is that when I was watching hard knocks, I think there's five episodes. It goes through the entire preseason with practices and preseason games and all that uh dude aaron Rodgers was looking garrett wilson's way it seemed like every single episode you know That's what what I mean? I've been hearing. Mm-hmm. and i think that he has found a new 17 at new york and i'm not saying that garrett wilson's out there with Devontae adams by any means but i think garrett wilson's gonna have a breakout year man you look at what he did last year uh with zach wilson and lord who was the other one mike white i think and dude garrett wilson was fantastic with some trash quarterbacks, just like Chris Olave was, you know? Right. And then you got right. arguably one of the greatest of all time coming in who actually still looks like he is a solid quarterback and looks like he has kind of found his groove again. And man, I think Garrett Wilson's going to have a fantastic week this uh, week. Uh One thing I will say to our listeners as well, I know that Garrett Wilson's value right now in dynasty is skyrocketed to where he is actually valued as a top five, top six wide receiver right now in dynasty. Um, Dude, I think he can go higher than that by the end of the year, Stephen. Yeah. Uh, I'll be honest with you, man. I could very easily see him right there behind Chase and Jefferson at three.
1: BJ, I think with Garrett Wilson, man, you've got Aaron Rodgers coming in. That defense is going to be pretty good uh, with the Jets, and obviously the offense is kind of shaping up. I think – and I do think – Aaron Rodgers is a weird guy, man. I'm just being honest with you. He's just a weird guy. But I I do think he's going to have a pretty big chip on his shoulder – uh, this year going into uh, the year with the Jets just to kind of how that all kind of ended with Green Bay of kind of how it, it almost feels far of like in a sense don't yeah. it like I mean just not that they were just perceiving love to be that much greater than Rodgers but it just felt like Rodgers was just kind of burnt out in Green Bay you know just kind of tired of it all there and what was going on and uh, I feel like he's going to have a pretty big chip on his shoulder and come in here and and really try to compete and be 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 the best version of himself that he can be. And we all know, you know, love him or hate him, when he's great, when he's good, he's great, and he can be a great quarterback. And Garrett Wilson's probably going to be the main beneficiary of this, uh, you know, quarterback transition in, 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 with the Jets. And so, BJ, I like it. I like his over seventy one and a half receiving yards for the week. And you said, like you said, it's it's, it's dropped on underdog to sixty seven and a half. Is that what you said? Yep. So. I, you know, I'd probably get in on that while I could.
0: Oh, also, just a heads up, too, it is the Monday night game against Buffalo. There you and go. so you can expect a high-scoring game, and it's something to kind of keep your eyes out on.
1: I think so, too.
0: Uh, all right, Stephen, last segment, man, last segment before week one kicks off. This is our sneaky flex plays segment. We know how difficult it can be to make a final decision on your flex plays each week. Oftentimes, you're torn between a couple of players and can spend way too much time going back and forth between this decision. So, quite frankly, we want to help you guys out, man. Each week of the NFL season, we're going to give you our favorite flex plays in favorable matchups. Uh, Steven, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I told you we'd talk about Isaiah Pacheco once more. I went back and looked at the show notes, Stephen. You know what defense that we chose our every week Flex plays every, every week. single week? I know. It why was you think, a Detroit Lions, man.
1: Like week one player <laughs> plot, man.
0: <laughs> hey, that's the thing, man. Pacheco plays Detroit tomorrow night on Thursday. Last year as a rookie. Pacheco surprised people out of nowhere when Kansas City named him the starter in Week 7 against a tough San Francisco defense. From Week 7 to 18, Pacheco ended up having six RB2 finishes, Stephen. This week, he faces the 22nd-ranked Lions defense from 2022. Over the course of the offseason, the Lions seemed to focus on their secondary pretty heavily and even drafted linebacker Jack Campbell from Iowa with a 16th overall pick or 18th overall pick. But what we must take note of is that in the 2022 regular season, the Detroit Lions offense gave up the most yardage, 392.4 yard average, and the fourth most in rushing yards allowed with 146.5 yard average. Like I said, Stephen, last year, we picked against the Detroit Lions offense, each, our defense, each and every week, man. This week is no different. We're still doing it. We still hit on these things, man. And so last year, we saw running back after running back tear this team up in rushing. This year, I'm expecting the same thing, man. Now, like I said, their offense may be better. Their secondary may even be better. But at the end of the day, their core, their front seven, is probably very, very similar to what it was last year. Mm-hmm. So for me personally, I'm rolling Pacheco out on Thursday night, and I am expecting a solid 11-point-plus performance. Okay? And so I'm throwing him out there in my flex. I think Pacheco is a sneaky flex play this week.
1: I like it BJ and 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 again I'm not going to go you you basically hit all the bases here uh but I've got him in my week one player prop at over 15 and a half r- rushing yards for the same reason you have got him as a sneaky flex play here man it's it's just the, it's going against the lines it's the, it's 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 the first game of the year it's a Thursday night you know you said the uh, what would you say the total was the uh the over under 50 like
0: 56 something like that
1: 56 so they're expecting a, they're expecting a, a high you know a high scoring game and uh so Man, I, I like it a lot here uh, for this for your flex play this week. Uh, my flex play here is is man, I I I looked at this and I thought I know a lot of people. Some people may have this guy higher than this, but it's just it'd be kind of hard in my eyes to have this guy higher than a flex at this point right now. Um, but my flex play this week, man, is 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 Devonte Williams uh, with the Denver Broncos. They're going. Uh, against the Raiders this week. And I, I understand there's some definite risk in Williams. He's obviously recovering from the from the major knee surgery last year. Um, and seeing less volume, you know, can be expected early on, I think. But I still think this week may be a great week for a flex play. Uh, new coach Sean Payton coming in. Uh, again, me being a huge Saints fan, I know how much he loves to utilize those running backs as pass catchers out of the backfield. And while his workload may be reduced this week, I feel as if he can still get enough volume and receptions and PPR leagues to give you a solid day at the flex position. I think Williams this week, you know, I think you could really look for him to put up maybe a solid, you know, 13-ish, you know, maybe a little more uh, point performance this week. Um, You know, again, I do think there's some risk here uh, with them trying to ease him back in, but, I, man, I saw Sean Payton – a month ago saying that he was basically a full go. So he's yep. he's really ready to go, I think, and he's going to rock and roll. And, again, knowing Sean Payton, knowing what he likes to do with those running backs, knowing what he's going to do probably with Russell Wilson and and, and Javante Williams, I, I think in the PPR leagues that he can be a nice flex, flex play for you.
0: Absolutely, man. I'm looking back right now, Steven. I think uh, Javante actually got some preseason work. I think it was in week two against the San Francisco 49ers. Yep. And his rushing line wasn't the greatest. It was three rushes for 12 yards. And so, like I don't think he played the entire half, nothing like that. But the one thing that I'm paying attention to right now, Steven, he had five targets for four receptions and 18 yards. Absolutely. 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 And so with it, man, I 100% agree with this take. Uh, if you actually remember Javante last season, I think it was in his first game, if I'm week not mistaken. Week one, 12
1: targets, I think.
0: Dude, that was crazy. And so with this, you got Sean Payton coming in. The offense should hopefully be having an uptick. And not only that, but Jerry, mm-hmm. Judy, sh- Jerry Judy should be out this week. Is that correct? Mm. I think he's
1: questionable. I think he was limited today in practice when I saw, I think he's actually went through some drills and got through some of the drills he needs to get through, but still limited today in practice. So I don't think it's a, a given he's out. Um, I think it's probably a 50-50 chance right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Stephen. I got Javante in a couple of RB2 spots and I'm rolling yeah. out there and I'm yeah. I'm feeling pretty confident about doing so. Uh, And so with it, man, I love it. And like I said, guys, we just want to do this short episode mainly to get our points across, get our thoughts together with this week one season coming up tomorrow night. This actually episode will be releasing on Thursday. And so tonight, you know, a couple hours, man, you get to look forward to it. And so during this time, what we want to do is just thank our listeners, man. we got a small fan base, but we appreciate each and every listener on our episodes. Uh, we are just two normal guys. We are not fantasy analysts. We are—we don't even claim to be. Uh, we're just two guys who like Dynasty, who have won a couple of championships. And, uh, you know, instead of having hour-long phone calls, we just talk it out through podcasts. And go. so uh, we appreciate you guys. Uh, I want to turn it over to Steven real quick before we have our closing with our final fantasy advice.
1: All right, B.J., I am I'm, I got a, a little nerve with this this week, B.J., um, and, and I, I'm going to talk about this for just a minute, man. My advice for people just in Dynasty Leagues in general, man, is, is if someone sends you an offer that you don't like, don't counter with just a crap offer. I think it really just shows your immaturity in Dynasty when you do this, and I'll say this. When I first got into Dynasty Leagues, I was pretty bad about this, um, and I've been doing this for – Man, it's probably going on like ten years now. So I'm kind of I've been in it for a while, but but when I first started doing Dynasty, I was guilty of this. I would send bad offers, or I maybe I maybe felt offense to a guy's offer, and then I would send an even more offensive offer back to him. I think that just shows your immaturity. I really do. And then not only that, um, I just think that you burn bridges doing this, right? I think you burn bridges with potential trade partners and you're gonna need those partners in your league instead mm-hmm. of burning those bridges. Try to just move on. Just say, hey man, I appreciate the offer, um, but I'm not really interested and move on. Don't burn bridges. And I want to give you, I just want to give you a small example here. And everybody's gonna have a different take about this. But this example actually happened to me this week. I'm in a league where I'm kind of competing. I need, I need some veteran guys, and I offered a Second-round pick, probably a mid-second for Hopkins, for DeAndre Hopkins. And I know some people may think, well, that's you know probably not quite enough, and it may not be. Um, but my whole thought on this, BJ, and I'm going to ask you point blank right here, are you are you getting a first for DeAndre Hopkins? No. You're not. You're not getting a first. He's 31 years old. He's on a new team this year with a mediocre quarterback. Is he going to be fed? We hope so, right? But we don't know. And so my thought was, hey, I'm going to offer a second for this guy. So in, so instead of the guy just coming back and saying, nah, no, no thanks, I'm gonna hang on to him, he counters with just he counters with an offer of a third round pick for Cam Akers. So where I'm at on this, BJ, is in my opinion, Cam Akers is more valuable than Hawkins. And I'm not just in dynasty. And I'm not trying to say, you know, my rankings are better than your rankings, because I obviously just said people's rankings are different and don't get don't get upset about things like this. Oh, yeah. But this was a clear this was a clear jab at, you know, oh, you just only want to send a second for Hopkins. I'm going to turn around and send you a third for Acres. So that's kind of my thoughts on this. Don't do that. That's just, that's kind of petty and immature. And that's probably going to burn a bridge with, with an owner. You know, that's probably gonna say, I'm just never going to try to trade with this guy again. So, you know, in my, in my eyes and in my mind, and I think BJ, you probably agree with me. And I think everybody probably listening. Most people agree with me. You're not getting the first for Hopkins guy. You're not getting it at this point in his career. You might could get a second. You probably can get a second. Could you get two seconds? I think it's probably possible you could get two seconds, Maybe. but you're not getting a first. And so, don't get butthurt hurt about offers like that. If you don't like it, just say, "Hey, man, I'm I'm not really looking to move Hopkins. I'm gonna just see what he's got and stick with and Appreciate the offer." That's all I got, BJ. On that, I just wanted to get on that for a minute. I know I was a little bit uh, a little bit fired up about that, man. But I, it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of it kind of kind of rubbed me the wrong way, man. Just just I think you know, I think you should be a little more mature and not burn bridges with your trade partners.
0: Oh man, that's the worst, Steven. I'll be honest with you, man. There's been a lot of times where I'll go and just, you know, send out an initial offer for a player, kind of gauge interest, you know, and then what will end up happening is, is that I will get a counter a lot of times, and it may not even be like, like what you were talking about here with a different player and a different pick and stuff like that. It may be the same player I'm going after, but it's an absurd price. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and things like that, man, it makes me want to just instant reject it, never trade with that guy again and just move on, you know, and right. I do agree. The biggest thing that you can do in Dynasty is make those connections with your league mates, you know, uh, don't burn bridges. And not only that, but one thing that I try to take pride in is actually gauging and seeing where people are. You know, Uh, I want to have multiple trade partners in every one of my leagues. I don't want to just have like a farm system with one person. I don't want to have uh, just one person I can trade with. But instead, if I need a if I need a veteran player, I want to be able to get them from whoever I need to. You know what I mean? Right. And And that's
1: and and that's what I was doing. I was doing that. I was doing that. I was just kind of gauging the guy. Right. I mean, my initial offer was a 24 second for Hopkins. I'm just trying to gauge and see what you think. Are you trying to are you trying to compete? Are you wanting to sell, you know? Do it? Does it deserve a counter? I don't know, but it definitely doesn't deserve a smart aleck answer with a third for a Cam Acres, with no dialogue. You know what I mean? And that's just—I think that's just being petty. I think that's being immature. And if you take this as me calling you out, then you—you you should probably take it as that because I am. Well,
0: there's nobody in there out in mind that would have made that trade. In all no. honesty, no. Uh, so, anyways, guys, we want to take this time and just thank y'all again for the support this past week. Uh, we want to keep continuing uh continuously putting out these podcasts. Looking forward to doing once a week now with the NFL season. Uh, Y'all just bear with us. You can also follow me and Steven over on Twitter. My Twitter is at Afrodynamics116. Steven's is at SDN24. You can also follow our pod as well at L O L Dynasty Pod. Guys, it's game time. You know, tonight's the night. Set your lineups, move your Thursday night players in, out of the flex, move them into your RB and wide receiver and tight end quarterback positions. Uh, clear up that flex spot for later on in the week in case there are injuries. And, man, make those moves. Choose your direction, make some trades, go that direction, bring you home a championship, guys. Uh, so we appreciate y'all looking forward to next week. Y'all have a good one.